Hello and welcome to the All Purpose NFL Podcast. I am AP. He is Willie Trey Wheeler. We are back. Um, it was a very interesting second half of the off season, off season since we talked last. Um, a lot of things changed. People got contracts. We got a resolution to some things. So we are going to go ahead and get right into it. How you doing, Willie? I'm great, great on this fabulous Labor Day morning. How about yourself? I am doing good. So um, I want to preface this by saying to everyone listening, um, Willie does not want to talk about our next subject. He is over our next subject, but I am forcing him to talk about it because we actually got a resolution to it. So first topic is, of course, Deshaun Watson. Um, After the past two years of the initial realization of what happened, the blow up of the number of um, women who were impacted and a part of all of this to him sitting out last year, to him getting suspended for the initial six games and then the 11 games. This has been a spectacle for the past two years regarding Deshaun Watson. Here's what I will say. Um, When it all went down initially, and Willie can speak to this, I said the NFL needs to give him his six-game suspension which is par for the course of what they said is supposed to happen. After Ray Rice, they determined that these kind of infractions, the first one would incur a six-game suspension, and following that, it would be a full year, depending on what happened. In fact, that is what Judge Sewell Robinson came back with. Six games based on the rules of the NFL. And there was a lot of backlash on it. There were things and people who were saying, it's not fair, how could she do this? She said he did things that were egregious and predatory. How could she only give him six games? And throughout the entire time I said, so first off, the NFL only brought five cases to Judge Robinson. For the 24 that the entire world knew about, the NFL only brought four cases to their hearing. In though they brought five cases, one of them was thrown out by a judge in civil court. And so what did they have? She had four cases that she went off of. In those four cases, she could identify that according to the NFL standard of rules, he had done things that were egregious and predatory. However, because of the way that the NFL had written their rules, the only possible solution that she had in fairness to both Deshaun and the league, because they wanted to change the punishment after he had done the crime, and that is not fair to him, despite how egregious, predatory, and wrong that he was, I am not absolving him at all. She could only give him six games. Um, The NFL appealed it, which we all knew they would. I was very surprised that they did not come back with the full year that they talked about. At all points, I said it should be 12 games. If you're going to suspend him, just suspend him. 
four, 12 games, get it out of the way. Um, but it was it was a big mess. It is it has continued to be a mess. I was talking to you, Willie, about it, and I was like, more than anything else, in my opinion, as bad as Deshaun Watson looks in this, the the entity in all of this that looks the worst is the Browns. Because they have stood by him in all of this because they wanted their guy at quarterback, which is not necessarily a surprise as much as it's just you, they look that much worse. They look worse for the idea that you said you did your investigation and he didn't really do anything wrong. And then the judge comes out and says, no, he did things that were egregious, predatory, and sexual, nonviolent sexual assault. Sexual assault being in the what she said, period, means you let him go. Like he has broken the part of the contract that would guarantee his money. He's voided his guarantees. You should just let him go. There's no reason to keep him. But no, they stood by him after that instead of just letting him go. In that, they have also been like, no, Deshaun just needs another chance. And Deshaun, after doing an interview where he apologized to people during his um, the first preseason game um, in an in-house interview, then comes back a week later and it's like, I mean, I maintain my innocence. Like, I'm sorry that um, other people were bothered by it. And like, I'm sorry to all women. And it, a reporter literally asked, how do you feel? And he was like, I'm sorry to all women. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry to you if it bothered you. It was like, y'all are really trying to push this man as your future. And you, you look worse for trying to stand by him than he does for what he did. Like, what he did is egregious, sexual, it's predatory, all of those things. But at a certain point, the people who support him look worse than the actual person. Um, So that was a lot of what I had going on. Willie, what were your thoughts? I do believe the suspension was justified. Not only the Six game, bitch, by letter of the law. That's what it is. The the 11 game was expected. We knew the 11 game was expected. We knew the NFL, like you said, was not going to stand there for for six games. They they were not going to stand for that. The Browns, to me, don't look any worse because this is who they are. This is who they've always been. We all know they were, they have been a clown show. We all know this. This is nothing new. So, that being said, I can't say the Browns look any worse. They're doing what they normally do. The Browns have been a disaster of a franchise for over 20 years now. So, it is what it is. And I just want this to go away, to be honest. I'm I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we have a resolution. He's been suspended. It is what it is. We're done. 
Oh, we're not done, Willie. Um, because the NFL is stupid. Do you know why the NFL is stupid, Willie? What did they do? You know he got eleven games, right? Yes. Do you know the game he comes back on in? Yeah, it's against Houston, Texas. Why? Why would you do that? Because cash still rules everything around me. The amount of the amount of intrigue around that that that's what he's coming back for. Is it at Houston? Is it, isn't it at Houston? Yes. Yes, that was no, that was intentional. Because you never heard of an eleven game suspension. You've, we've heard of ten. We've heard of twelve. We've heard of eight. We've heard of four. We've never heard eleven. No, they did that on purpose. Because at the end of the day, cash rules everything around me. So here's here's the part where I disagree, but I don't think you're wrong. The part that I disagree on is, um, I don't know how many people are gonna come to that game. Like, if there was ever going to be a game that got protested, it would be that one. Like, those people in Houston, like, they already don't like him. So, there's going to be that, all like, trade-off. Do you go in hopes that he loses his first game back so you get to be in the building to say, hey, he lost? Or do you say, no. We don't like him. We don't want to pay to see him. I think that'll be the biggest trade-off. You um, don't think people will show up and pay good money to yell you sick F-word at Deshaun Watson, like what happened to him at Jacksonville. You're right. You're right. I, that I, stadium, limp like this, I want to be at that game. That place is going to be rocking. I fully believe, like, we have talked about it offline before. NFL stadiums do not have the same rocking appeal that college stadiums do. Like, in comparison, NFL stadiums are rather quiet. They won't be quiet this time. I bet it sounds like a college stadium that day. And I want to be there to see it. You're right. That place will feel like a college environment that day just because there are going to be plenty of people who just want to antagonize him. And I really hope he plays horribly because if he does not, that is going to make them feel so much worse. That's sadly, I hope he plays great. I honestly hope that the Browns go undefeated during his time there, as in this particular season, not overall. For this particular season. Just so people like, because there's millions and millions and millions of people that want to see this man fail infinitely for valid reasons, because dude was wilder. Um, but if he plays well and bounces back, I'm just saying, correct me if I'm wrong. If he, now granted, they'll never vote for it. But if he comes back and goes undefeated and magically leads the Browns to the playoffs, because what's his name? Brissett holds down the fort. Who else is a candidate for comeback player of the year? Unless Jameis does what I we've talked about before, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the Browns, and since we're talking about Deshaun, I want to – I want to hit this too because I feel like it. The Browns are here. We can talk about it. 
So one of the biggest things that came out in the whole suspension, um, Deshaun Watson debacle was Jimmy G going to the um, Browns. And I was like, why? Like, what does Jimmy G provide the Browns that Jacoby Brissett doesn't? And I heard multiple ESPN analysts and um, social media takes. They were like, he's going to, he can take them further. Further than what? Like, Jimmy G, look, best case scenario, best case scenario. Jimmy G has them nine and two. What does going nine and two help you with? Like you're Willie, you have said on multiple occasions, and my mindset is toward it is very similar that the Browns will not win the Super Bowl as long as Deshaun Watson is quarterback. Uh, for our listeners, I don't think I've ever expressly said this. I don't think that the NFL is rigged. I have heard multiple people like, oh, it's the money, all this, that, and the other. I don't believe the NFL is rigged. I do, however, believe the NFL ensures certain things do or do not happen in whatever way possible they can. The biggest example I have of this is the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, where I wholeheartedly believe someone in the league called down to the field and said, hey, Marshawn Lynch cannot be the Super Bowl MVP. Do not run the ball with him and score this final touchdown on this play. I'm not saying that y'all have to immediately go. Like, if it if it comes down to you need to use him, you can use him. But if not, throw the ball so that Marshawn won't be league MVP. It went completely left, and they couldn't have foreseen that the Patriots would end up winning that game. However, the league does not necessarily rig things, but they ensure that certain outcomes don't happen. I don't think that the Browns will ever win the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. I agree with that 210%. You know, we've talked about it offline. There is no way he's ever going to even reach the Super Bowl. Because that media circus on media day, no, you don't. mm -mm, mm -mm. He's not making it by any stretch of the imagination. None. So, but yeah, the idea of, oh, Jimmy G is going to come in and do so much for this team. Jimmy G was going to come in and at best lead them to, and I am being very generous in saying he would lead them to nine and two. Oh yeah, that's best case scenario. And so the idea that you would you would trade any asset to go get Jimmy G just didn't make sense to me. Did it make any sense to you? To get Jimmy G? No. Because the Browns are not gonna win the Super Bowl. It's not happening. Zero stretch of the imagination. So Adding no, adding Jimmy G does not help anything. Does not do anything. And it's not like Jacoby Brissett is so bad that they like they needed to upgrade their quarterback room. I will, I will say this though, I saw him a little bit in the preseason. It didn't look good. Oh, I believe it. 
Like, he is a backup. At the end of the day, Jacoby Brissett is a backup. But he's not a low-end backup. He's not Mike Glennon. I mean, no, nobody's saying he's Mike Glennon or uh, what's his name? What What's his name? Uh, oh, my good friend's name, Nathan Peterman. He's he is a step above like Chase Daniel. And you know if Chase Daniel's in the game, you can win a game. Chase Daniel is gonna make untold amounts of money being a permanent backup quarterback. But I do believe what I saw from Jacoby Brissett, it was not good. It was, I'll be honest, it it wasn't good. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Browns, but we will keep it moving and hit our next topic. So now we're going to talk about some of the contracts that were signed, specifically by quarterbacks um, over this offseason. Kyler got a deal. Deshaun got a deal. Russ got a deal. Even Derek Carr got a deal. Derek Carr's deal is interesting because it wasn't a really big one. He got three years, $121.5 million, um, and it keeps him with the Raiders until 2025. He'll be 34 when he becomes a free agent. So not a bad deal. Like, And we were just talking about it. Um, it they're not going to get rid of him. Like, if you weren't going to get rid of him for Tom Brady, you're not going to get rid of him and you can't get Tom Brady now, um, <clears throat> which is still hilarious. It's just hilarious. Um, I think that Derek Carr is a very interesting case because he has not been successful, but you can also say that he's been a good quarterback. He just hasn't been a winning quarterback. And so he's been rewarded for it with his second deal, um, which, you know, good for him. Um, the um, you mentioned Tom Brady, and now that game Tampa Bay against Oakland, I think two years ago, now makes so much more sense because that game wasn't even close. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, went off on the in that game in particular, and it makes so much more sense now of why of why that game went the way it went. Uh, but like you said, definitely happy to see him get paid, especially when you consider if we've talked about offline before and we've both made mention on social media, you look at what Derek Carr's had to deal with, so to speak, as far as the lack of talent around him. The lack of talent, the lack of, I mean, honestly, the Raiders, if we've talked about anybody want to just look it up, look at their draft first round draft picks since the year 2000. It's not a pretty list. The not a pretty pick was a kicker. He was. It's not a pretty list at all. So for Derek Carr to overcome that, also overcome John Gruden, who seemed like he wanted to get rid of him as soon as John Gruden arrived. Big ups to Derek Carr. Absolutely. Um, 
but then John Gruden didn't want to get rid of him for Tom Brady because John Gruden didn't want to necessarily give up the power. It's just it's, John Gruden just doesn't look good right now. Um, did you see the clip of him talking about how he was a good guy? No, if I want to look at lies, I can just look at Fox News. But that was a good one. That was a good one. It's, it's made worse by the fact that well, he was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Talking. Oh Lord! <laughs> keep going, keep going. My bad. Keep he to the Touchdown Club of Little Rock, and I was like, as someone who is from Little Rock, what touchdown? Oh, oh, this is Fayetteville fans who live in Little Rock. Who were like, ooh, John Gruden, we believe you. They shouldn't have read those emails. It's all right. No, no. But I, from what it sounds like, from everything that I've heard, he will probably get some type of compensation for the way that he was let go. But, I mean, it it's just it's a bad look. Like, you, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were so wrong, John. And you want to now be like, I'm a, but I'm a good guy. Hey, I don't know about that, but hey, do you, brother? Do you? Uh, no, he'll never get another coaching head coaching job in the NFL. The fact the audacity he even said he wanted one. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Even barring these damning emails that he sent, are we gonna forget? I guess we're supposed to forget that ever since you won with a loaded team that you didn't build, you've done absolutely nothing. Nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Like, you were given a loaded squad, won the Super Bowl, probably only because you went against the team you was just with, and then you've done nothing since then, but we're supposed to give you a head coaching job for what? I mean, I think that he he was in a position to, like, try and make something of it make something of the writer's job but then you didn't improve Derek Carr like under your tutelage Derek Carr did not get better you got rid of Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and Willie do you realize that um for the idea that they got rid of Khalil Mack and all that he did for that team um they are not doing anything with those draft picks yeah, that's why I that's why I brought up look at the draft picks since since two thousand. Look 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 at it totally like they've done nothing. Now Khalil Mack is in your division, so now you went from having Khalil Mack on your team to get to getting Derek Carr probably sacked by Khalil Mack. Like barring the emails, dude, why would anybody even hire you? No, I wouldn't even want him in college. Like, no, I'm good. Stay stay where you're at. Stay over there. Yeah. But in all that, Derek Carr has moved forward. So we're, we're happy for Derek Carr. So we talked about Deshaun Watson in the last segment. We're just going to hit his contract really quickly because of how dumb the Browns were with what they did. They gave Deshaun Watson a fully, 200, fully guaranteed $230 million contract. And now people are looking like, well, I want a contract too that's fully guaranteed. Um, 
Which, in hindsight, I really just thought about this. Deshaun Watson was not the first person to get a fully guaranteed contract, will he? We know who the first person was. It's just nobody cares, just like his career. He got another one. Like, he's gotten two fully guaranteed contracts. I'm like, how does he... How do nobody you... cares. Nobody cares. Um, and you know that. Um, but, yeah. Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed $230 million. His contract is set up for him to get paid on the back end. And when I say back end, I literally mean after his suspension is served. He literally gets $46 million every year from 2023 to 2026. So, yeah. Um, the next person to get a deal, and this is this this is my favorite deal of the summer, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray signed a five-year, $230.5 million contract extension, including a $29 million signing bonus with $189,500,000 guaranteed and an average annual salary of $46.1 million. Um, that was fun. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Kyler. Um, I will say this to you. And I was talking to, I was talking to Chris about it. That's when, like, I, me and Chris don't talk as much about football, but I was talking to him about it. And he agreed it didn't make sense to pay Kyler Murray. Now, like, from a quarterbacking position, he's next up. Like, he he is a all-pro, no, he's a pro bowler. Um, all these good things about Kyler Murray as to why you would pay him. However, what we have not mentioned yet is the stipulation that they put in the contract that missed every piece of credibility that Kyler and the team had up. And that part was when they said he has to do four extra hours of study time a week to ensure his guarantees. Now, with that, the biggest issue here is... um. Why do y'all need to make sure he's studying? It sounds like you are his dad and you like you need to make sure you do your homework before you play video games. I'm gonna get to the video games part of this in a second. But in all of it, it's just it made Kyler look bad. And it made the questions that people had prior to Kyler signing prior to Kyler coming in and throughout his tenure as the Cardinals quarterback, his leadership his um commitment all the issues that they said were were things that they were iffy about that stipulation in the contract pointed all of those things out and they did eventually take it out but it doesn't change the fact that we know we now know how you feel about your quarterback what are your thoughts with it simply this hit the nail on the head one as you know how i feel i would never pay it to guy Barring the study time, you're not, you're never available. It's been two straight seasons now. We have started good, started hot. You get hurt, we fumble, and then we out in the playoffs. Not to mention that atrocious playoff game that you had last season that quietly got swept under the rug, all due to your contract. So, as a black man, I'm happy to see him get paid. Young brother, get paid, get your money. As a person, 
as you know, AP, we talk about a lot of things that I put on my GM head, probably a little too much. I would have traded the guy in a heartbeat. I would have traded him in a heartbeat. So here's what me and Chris talked about, and it is what me and you have talked about. Teams are afraid of not having a quarterback and ending up in quarterback purgatory. The Giants are currently dealing with that. The Bears looked up and may, may have their guy in Justin Fields, but it's very likely that they're going to ruin Justin Fields. So you go from Mitchell Trubisky to Justin Fields. And unless Justin Fields changes in two more years, they're going to be looking for another quarterback. And so teams are so afraid of that happening that if they have a modicum of success, we got to keep him. We got to keep him. We got to keep him. And what you run into is a lot of these players are just good. They're not, excuse me, great. They're not phenomenal. You have someone like Kyler Murray who is, who pops off the screen. Kyler pops off of your television. He is a phenomenal player to watch, but it has not translated to effective wins and anything past you made you made it to the playoffs for the first time and then y'all looked pathetic and anemic and yet because you don't want to end up that in the quarterback the huh the fact that they even had to put that put that stipulation in the contract that shows exactly what you really think of him and it shows his work ethic or lack thereof so Willie, you know how I mentioned video games? Yes. Did you hear about the very interesting stat about Kyler Murray? No. Kyler Murray. Someone did the research. I did not. So I am basing this solely off of what someone else said. Someone apparently did the research. Kyler Murray, his stats tend to go down in March. Not March. In November. Do you know what happens in November? Uh, Call of Duty drops every year. Yep. Yeah, Call of Duty drops every year in November. Kyler Murray's stats go down after Call of Duty releases. But every November, his stats drop. Not, not it, It's not as bad in the early part of November. It's just, you know, once, once Call of Duty drops, we see a drop in play. I wonder why. Yeah. And so Kyler will he'll play out his contract. I don't I don't see a way that anything happens that will get him out of the contract. Best case scenario, I feel like they might unless his play improves, they will probably get rid of Kyler around twenty twenty six when his dead cap number is only twenty million. And the final person to get a new contract that I want to talk about is Russell Wilson, who I will be completely honest. You called it. I said that I didn't think they were going to actually pay him. Um, I didn't see a reason to pay him. Um, let, well, let me rephrase it. I didn't see a reason to make Russell Wilson 
a top five quarterback in the NFL. There, there's no reason to pay him like that right now. At the point that you are going to give him a new deal, give him a solid deal. Give him two hundred million. Give him something that like puts him in the upper echelon again. But y'all are still trying to build out your team. Like you have pieces, and but you have committed to your quarterback who is older. Like I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a new contract, but I didn't think the organization would go so hard in the paint for him so readily. Like, give him a new contract. I'm not saying don't give him a new contract. I didn't think he was going to break the bank for him. Well, you know my philosophy, AP. If you're going to trade for a guy, you got to be prepared to paint. That's exactly what I expected. That's about what happened. Did I expect it to be that much? No, I'm not gonna lie to you and say I expected him to get a get get the bank, get the bag, so to speak. No, I didn't. Not at all. But I'm not surprised he got paid something comparable. Not not surprised in the slightest. Yeah, I I figured he would end up at you know. I felt he, I figured he'd end up closer to Mahomes than um, Kyler and Deshaun. I figured it would be a little. Give him forty four. Give him forty three, forty four. It's still good, but not necessarily tops. Um, but this happened last week, and the only person who did not get a deal this summer was Lamar Jackson. Which we're recording this on Labor Day. There's a very real chance that by um, Saturday, they give him a new deal. Lamar Jackson has not gotten a deal. Um, and so, Willie, what I want to tell you, this, like, bro, when I tell you this blew my mind, I was listening to Doug Gottlieb on The Herd the day Russell got his contract. And the first thing that Doug said was, this is horrible for Lamar Jackson. And I was like, how is this horrible for Lamar Jackson? This is great for him. It puts him in a position to continue to say, hey, you see how much Russell got paid? I've done more than Russell lately, and um, I want the Deshaun Watson contract. That's what I want. And then Doug Gottlieb broke it down, and I was like, I'll be honest. I'm a. I'm going to tell you the explanation first. He said, "It's kind of like when you're watching one of those shows on HGTV, and there's a seller who's like, hey, the house down the street sold for a million dollars. I'm on the same street. I want my house needs to be a million dollars. That's how much I'm asking for. And a real estate agent goes and it's like, Okay, but that's not necessarily feasible. He's like, no, if that house sells for it, my house can sell for it. I have a nicer house. My house ain't got the don't need the renovations and need a facelift because of what did happen at that house. And a real estate agent is like, okay, I will try. And then there's another house that sells on the same street for 750k. And the real estate agent goes and says, look that house that sold for a million dollars that wasn't normal that was some people from out of town who 
people came in with an all cash offer. They were bidding to get that particular house. And so they paid more than the house was actually worth. And they should not have done it. Nobody else thinks that they would have done it. There are other houses that have sold on, on your same street that went for 600, 700, 750K. That is what you are dealing with. The market has not changed. It's grown, but you looking at that million dollar house like that's what the market is. That's not the market. The market is 750K. And I was like, that makes sense. And I'm mad at you, Doug Gottlieb, for making me understand your point. But what you said completely makes sense to me. I understand why this does not help Lamar Jackson. I was mad too. I was like, I'm mad you changed my mind. I, I didn't need you to change my mind. The funny thing about it, I don't think it I don't think it hurts Lamar at all. The reason why I don't think it hurts Lamar. It's because every day the price is going to go up and it's going to go up some more because he's not the only quarterback that didn't get paid. Now, granted, he was the only one that I think that is eligible and did not get paid. But now you're going to run into another problem. Two darlings of the NFL are going to get paid next year. And if this season goes how I think it's going to go, as you know, my bold prediction is the Ravens against the Eagles for the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Ravens might have just messed up. Because when those two darlings get paid, and the darlings I'm referencing is Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Yeah, Lamar's price is going to go up even further. So, yeah, I get the reference from Doug Gottlieb of Russell Wilson knocked the housing market back to where it actually is because Deshaun Watson is a total outlier and should not be used in any negotiations whatsoever. You have to remember who's doing that, and that's the good old Browns. I don't think it hurts him because the price is still – every day the price is going to go up. It's going up, 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 up. I remember complaining when Jay Cutler got his $100 million deal. That's chump change now. So I think it's, it's the market's only going to go up. Two darlings are about to get paid. Two darlings who he's beaten, by the way. Now, just granted, Justin Herb, I think Joe Burrow has also beaten Lamar Jackson, I believe. I don't know if that was when Lamar was hurt, but I do believe he has beaten Lamar. But, Yeah. Price only finna go up, especially when those two get paid. So we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely intrigued to see what happens. Do I think a deal will get done sooner than later? Yes, I do. But price is going up. It's only gonna go up. It's not like it's finna go down. Yeah. But I will but I will agree if anybody's looking at Deshaun and thinking that's what it should be, uh uh. Uh-uh. And that was more what Gottlieb was saying. It wasn't necessarily that the price isn't going to continue to go up. It was, you're looking at Deshaun, but this deal proves Deshaun is not what the market has become. 
the market is still what it was. And so we you got to deal with the market being what it is, not what you not that outlier over there. Um, but yes, I've I've said this for a while now, and you you've heard me say it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, Burrow and Herbert are gonna mess up the are going to just continue to drive up the price. And if the Ravens decide not to pay him, somebody will. Kind of like the whole Russell Wilson situation. The Seahawks didn't necessarily want to pay him. He found somebody that would. Yes, and that's what I do remember Colin saying. It was about, for Russell, it was about the money. He said all these things, said all this stuff. No, it was about getting paid. Russell Wilson wanted to get paid. And like you said, he knew the Seahawks didn't necessarily want to pay him. Was considering um, how, like I've said about your boy Ben Roethlisberger, since they have put the team in his hands, what have they done? I agree that Russ has not done enough as a, over the course of the past five years to garner necessarily the contract from the Seahawks. I do believe that he didn't want to be there anymore and they didn't want him there anymore. I think the money was a part of it, but I feel like it just, for as much as we talked about letting Russ cook, we've talked about it ad nauseum. They didn't do a good enough job of running the offense because it generally was run on first and second down, Russ get out of, get us out of this on third down. Run it on first and second down, Russ get it out, get us out of this on third down. Like I don't know the exact stat, but I remember Colin Cowherd saying it that Russell Wilson had the lowest amount of passing yards in the first three quarters over a four year span, but also the highest number of passing yards in a in that same four year span during the fourth quarter because they just gave him the ball and made him do it. So last segment, outlook on this upcoming season. We got Bills versus Rams coming up as a kickoff game on Thursday night. So to start off, Willie, who is your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, I have the Ravens and the Eagles uh, due to the Ravens at one point in time was at the top of the AFC before the injury bug just really got to them. The Eagles, I really like what the Eagles have done. It makes me want to vomit, considering I'm a Cowboy fan, but I put all my bias aside when I do my analysis. So here we are with the Eagles. I believe they've made the proper moves. It's just all on one man right now. Number one, Mr. Jalen Hurts. Can you get it done? What about yours, AP? I'm going to go Ravens, Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers are gonna win the Super Bowl because it's an odd, it's an even number year. So Tom Brady has to win the Super Bowl. Historically speaking, you are correct. <laughs> for those who do not believe him, you can look this up. These are facts this man is speaking. You can look it up. 14, 16, 18, 20. It's 22. Time for another Tom Super Bowl. So, who do you have as your MVP? I'm torn. I'm torn, honestly. Okay, my brain is telling me Josh Allen. It's his time. The, the, 
the narrative has already been written, especially considering the last time we saw Josh Allen. Josh Allen. My gut tells me Jameis Winston. People also forget they were winning games, and he had cleaned up his interception to touchdown ratio before he got hurt. The Saints defense is still there. Alvin Kamara suspension, nothing has happened. He has three solid targets. I'm going, yeah, my gut tells me Jameis Winston, actually. Nobody ever doubted his ability. He just had the one fatal flaw. So I am torn as well. My torn is really interesting because I'm it's it's two really easy picks, but I feel like if there were ever a time where one of these two people is going to step fully into MVP territory because they can, it'll be this year. Just like you said, Josh Allen, it, the narrative has been written. Although I was very, very surprised that Josh Allen dropped in the NFL top 100. Like he was 10 last year. And just what you said, the last time we saw him, he was phenomenal. And he went from 10 to 13. I was like, I I can't honestly say there are 12 players better than Josh Allen. Um, But yes, I wholeheartedly believe that Josh Allen Will this season step into the MV, that MVP role? And the other one is, in my opinion, a sneaky good one. Patrick Mahomes. Because if there was ever a narrative for him to step into, I'm still the baddest man on the planet, I can still do it without the target that everybody said I needed. Like if they go on a run and they are, let's say, thirteen and four. Let no, let's let's go twelve. They go twelve and five, and he throws for forty eight hundred yards and forty touchdowns. It's gonna be kind of hard to outdo that. And we all know Aaron Rodgers isn't winning it again because nobody likes him. So, yeah, my picks are Patrick Mahomes or um, Josh Allen. I can't blame you for that Patrick Mahomes pick. Because, like you said, if this is ever a year to show everybody, like you said, who I am, it will be this year. Pat Mahomes himself also did drop an NFL player rankings. Uh, me and AP, along with some other people we had, we did our own NFL rankings. I think I had Pat Mahomes at two. AP, I forgot where exactly where you had him at. I want to say somewhere in the top three. He was third. So for the players to put him, yeah, he dropped. He dropped. He was eight. Yeah, he dropped from one to eight. I know he's going to be using that as fuel, and I can definitely see him rising to the occasion of making it hard. The only way, like, if you give you, if Pat Mahomes does those numbers that you said he does, the only way he loses if Josh Allen is the number one seed. If Josh Allen is the one seed, y'all don't think it matters what numbers anybody puts up. 
the award, in my opinion, already got Josh crafted on it. It's just missing the Allen. I'm not even gonna lie to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so, who? Um, another question. Looking towards the season, I got two more for you. The first one: Who do you think is gonna win NFC West? Ah, uh, great question. Arguably the toughest division in football. I got the 49ers. I got the 49ers only because I think losing Andrew Whitworth is going to be a bigger deal than what anybody is talking about. That man has been a stalwart for years. Hopefully he gets into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he will. The Super Bowl should obviously add to the chances of that. But I think losing a stalwart like him will be a problem. And I think, honestly, that is the sole reason, along with them losing, I think, another offensive lineman. I think one of their young rookies. He's already gone. I think those two items being gone could derail the Rams from repeating, along with repeating is extremely hard to do. So I have the 49ers, and that made me vomit as well being a Cowboys fan. I got I got the Rams. I I believe in what Sean McVay can do. Um, and I don't I don't we know it's not gonna be um Seattle. I don't think that giving Kyler Murray that deal helped Arizona. Um I think that they'll do pretty good, um, but I don't see them like stepping out and being some amazing team again. And then I think that Trey Lance will have a good second season, but I don't expect him to break out like Patrick Mahomes. I expect him to have a good season, but I feel like there'll be a little bit more growing pains with him. Um, and I will say this, I have a rather mediocre outlook on my Steelers for this upcoming season. I really like Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback. Um, I think we could possibly make the playoffs depending on how things pan out. Um, I would not be surprised if we did not, but I do believe that with Mitch at the helm, we can we can be competitive. Um, I know a lot of people are saying they think Kenny will be the starter by the end of the year. I don't think Mitch is going to lose the job. I feel like they will ride Mitch's lows into his highs because I don't think his lows are ever so bad that you have to make a change. Like even the change that they he that was made while he was with the Bears turned out to be a really bad decision. At the end of the day, he still I think he had a winning record that season, and Nick Foles won one game and lost the other five. Mitchell Trubisky probably wouldn't have lost went one and five in that span. So yeah. My question for you is how are you feeling about your Cowboys? 
there is nothing to feel. There's nothing to look forward to. This is probably going to be the most cowboy season you have ever seen in your life. What I mean by that is this. We're going to do what we normally do. We're going to beat the crap out of the Giants, beat the crap out of uh, Washington probably, probably split with the Eagles, and lose against almost anybody with a pulse. As you know, I've already told you, we're going 0-2. We're going 0-2. You're not beating Tom Brady. You ain't beating Joe Burrow. You ain't. Point blank, period. That's just what it is. This is what Dak does. I know Dak made a statement today and saying we're going to be ready. You can keep doubting us. And Okay, t- okay sir, I'm going to need him to understand. You literally, your team literally made no moves to get better. You signed a 40-year-old lineman because your lineman that probably needs to retire just got hurt again. You let go of Amari Cooper for a bag of donuts. You, we've, we all, not, not to mention, our first round draft pick, he led the country in penalties last season. Not his conference, not half of the country, not a section, no, the whole freaking country in penalties. What cost us against Oakland? Penalties. What cost us against San Francisco? Penalties. Wow. So I actually, best case scenario, the seven seed. Best case scenario. It's the seven seed. We're going to be competitive. We're going to look good in some games and be like, oh, man, Dak had 335 yards. Three touchdowns. Cowboys lose 31-28. Yeah, it's not looking good for y'all. I I honestly, like, from my perspective, the biggest issue is I don't believe that CD is a number one. Testify, brother. Testify. On top of that. We've seen this before. You have seen this before. You just saw this three years ago. Yeah. As a Steelers fan, you just saw this. And I I talked about it a lot. That, like, Dak Dak is someone who needs help. Like, more than most quarterbacks, Dak, Dak is reliant on his number one wide receiver in ways that you don't really see. And so giving him... CD that who has a history of drops and who is not necessarily who has not made his stamp as a number one. He made his stamp as a really good number two alongside a number one. But I I don't see a number one. But what makes this worse for CD is you don't have anyone to take the pressure off of him. Like, Amari had CD, so if they're going too hard on Amari, you can go to CD. You ain't got that right now. And because you don't have it, that means 
teams are going to do two things. They're going to stack the box so Zeke can't run, and they just going to cover um, CD. If you beat us, deck throwing the Turpin, go right ahead. But you're not going to throw it to CD. And Dalton Schultz had a good season, but nah, he ain't it. So let me, let me pull out this. CD better hope and pray. Michael Gallup returns to the form he was before the injury. Michael Gallup is a doggone, is a strong two. Actually, he's a really strong three, but can play two. If he's your three, you eat him. Because can't no three cover him. He's a poor man's Dez Bryant. He can make tough catches. He can do the jump ball. He gets good yards after catch. He's a tough runner. But if you look at CD, what does he do well? Does he catch the ball well? No. Does he have great route running? No. Uh, does he break tackles like DK, even though there's only one DK? No. What does he do? What does he do? Oh, let me give you a stat, AP. Game against San Francisco. 44 routes ran. Five balls his way. One catch. Yeah. That's my number one to wide receiver right now. He better hope we use Tony Pollard in the slot against the three so he can eat. He better hope and pray. Because when he runs across the ladder, ladder goats of the world, the Ramseys of the world, what you going to do? What you going to do? The Marlon Humphreys of the world where Mike Tomlin is going to do a bracket coverage over the top and underneath you with Minka sitting over the top. What you going to do? What you going to do? That's what I'm wondering. Or Jair Alexander looking at you man to man with no help because he don't need any. What you going to do? That's my question for CD. What you going to do? When Jair gets up in press coverage and look at you in your eyeballs, what you going to do? It's going to be a rough season for the Cowboys. It's going like I usually I'm not as optimistic about the Steelers versus the Cowboys, but I have more faith in the Steelers this year than the Cowboys. And so it's 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 going to be fun and it's going to be interesting. We will see what happens, but that is all the time we have for this week. We are happy to be back. We'll be getting back with you. You have been listening to the All Purpose NFL Podcast with AP and Trey. Have a good one.